0: Good evening, folks, and welcome to this surprise Tuesday edition of the Whitfield Report. I am your host, Sam Whitfield, and uh, I hope the stream quality is uh, okay. It's uh, telling me that the uh, stream quality is a bit degraded, so everything looks good on my end, but, um, you know, as always... If, uh, you know, if there's anything that happens, just let me know, and, uh, you know, we'll take from there. Folks, um, how are ya? Hope you're doing well. Uh, this is a surprise, uh, you know, Tuesday edition, and I was originally going to do a, uh, video of, uh, you know, this, this was just going to be a quick video, and then I just decided, you know what, I'll do a, uh, live stream of this, because I've actually gained a lot of, uh, new subscribers over the past couple months. The last time I did a, uh, kind of like a self-explanatory stream, I only had, uh, 200 subscribers way back in February, and, um, You know, you can still find that stream if you want to, but I just figured I would kind of uh, do this for the new Savages and um, also for the new audio podcast subscribers who are also uh, Savages. Um, Anyway, contact info as usual. Um, You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at somebodybrewnderscorendc. Hashtag WhitfieldReport. You can follow me on Mines and Gab uh, at Sam Whitfield, Facebook.com forward slash Whitfield Report, and uh, TheSamWhitfield.com these for all my uh, you know blog and uh, other stuff. And uh, follow the podcast over on uh, Anchor.fm forward slash Whitfield Report. That's where you can also uh, contribute monthly if you would like to uh, do that. I will be relaunching my Patreon page probably next year, um, but I'm working on that and a couple other things, too. But anyway, folks, uh, I want to thank you for coming out. I realized that, uh, you know, Nightwave and a couple other streamers are live right now, so if you want to go watch those, don't, um, you know... Don't feel obliged to stick around here. I just wanted to uh, do this. This is the only time I really can do this stream uh, today. But anyway, folks, it's been a long time, uh, you know, coming. So anyway, folks, first of all, I want to thank you all for tuning in uh, to Davey Croco's stream last night, where uh, Johnny and I were discussing the uh the bear scandal or rather you know the bear cult and uh a lot of you guys have subsequently found me because of the owen thing uh which is interesting because i originally did not intend uh to become uh known because of you know, Owen, or at least not in this circle anyway, um, yeah, but, okay, so I guess I'll start just on my background, you know, from the beginning in politics, so, when I was roughly 13, 14 years old, I was always one of those kids in school who was a nerd when it came to, like, uh, history and current events, those were, the, those were always the subjects that I excelled in. Um, I still consider myself somewhat of a nerd, uh, you know, too, in those aspects. And um, growing up, both my parents uh, were politically knowledgeable. Uh, neither of them have worked in politics, but they stayed up with news and current events as well. I have one parent who's more, you know, on the left and more on the uh conservative side, but neither of them are crazy and you know I got so I'm very good at, you know, seeing both sides of the uh, you know uh spectrum and, you know, beyond that all sides of the spectrum as I've gotten a bit older, uh as well. Um And so, during the uh, 2008 election, which seems like a long-ass time ago now, because it was, um, I remember this one assignment for, like, a civics class or something. uh, We had to look at the voting record of each candidate uh, running, and... What they um, were about. So at the time, that was, um, you know, Obama, then Senator Obama, and um, McCain. Now, at that point, I had been listening to, uh, you know, Rush Limbaugh for a couple of years. Uh, as well. So Rush is obviously a big influence in my broadcasting side. I'll get to that in a sec. Um, But I remember looking at Obama's voting records and this was a guy who rarely attended congressional sessions. And then when he would vote on stuff, he would... Well, for most of the uh, propositions going forward, he would um, just put not voting. He would abstain from all sorts of crap Then Senator Obama would. Um, So, I remember, uh, in my mind, being like a very, you know, academic sort of political guy. Um I would bring that up to the rest of my friends who were all enamored with the fact that Obama could have been the first black president. And uh, I remember asking like a few of my que- few of my friends, you know, I I like the idea of having the first uh, African-American president as much as anybody, but this guy doesn't vote on anything. So shouldn't we, you know, Get someone who's a bit more uh, qualified, um, and I got called a racist by white uh, by white rich kids in my school, no, no less. Uh, who's you know who would dress even fancier than this, a lot more gaudy too. By by the way, I might add. And, uh, it was just, like, an automatic, you know, reflex for a lot of people. Like, I would just ask, you know, questions that, like, you know, why they supported Obama. And it would literally be like, oh, he's the first black candidate, bruh. Don't you want, don't you want that? Literally, I, I got the, I got the first black candidate, bruh, speech from a lot of people. So that was lovely. And, uh, just because I questioned the, uh, almighty Obama, I got called a racist. Um, so, I decided to, uh, start a podcast, and at at that point, like, it wasn't even really that I set out to, uh, podcast, you know, like, do a long-term thing. Uh, initially, when I Started my first show, The Whitfield Analysis. Uh, It was just like 15-minute audio files. uh, Kind of like an audio blog, almost, where I would just, um, you know, espouse my views on things. Now, also, way back when, I was, I guess, more of like an establishment, neocon uh, kid. You know, lots of just standard GOP talking points. I mean, I was in eighth grade, but also part of the reason why, you know, blog two, or I guess podcast was because, uh, you know, I have cerebral palsy. I'm in a wheelchair, but at that time too, I also couldn't type as well physically as I can now. So for me, uh, vocal, you know, and podcasting was easier for me. And my first couple of us episodes are, uh, admittedly very, uh, very cringe. I'll try and find, uh, those, uh, and maybe repost them over the holidays or maybe do it next year for my anniversary, uh, show. Um, I, I didn't even have a, I didn't even have, like, my voice hadn't even, even cracked yet. I sounded like a little kid back then, because I, I was, um, so I would just, um, you know, do my, uh, podcast slash audio blog, kind of do, uh, a rip-off of Limba as best as I could, I'll, I'll admit that, um, and then, you know, I, I did that and kind of put it out there on the, uh, web for no one in particular, um and it and that was like my 8th year. Well, freshman year of high school, I uh I was in another history class and I uh found out that there were some um other students in my high school who like me had more like conservative values, I guess. And, uh, they were like, man, I, I just really don't like, you know, I wish there were, you know, uh, I wish there was just like a regular kind, like Republican guy like me, uh, you know, who was around our age and, um, did some politics and did some culture. So I actually, and I, and I, even didn't say exactly like that, but he said something similar. So I started, uh, you know, kind of promoting my show to some of the other underground, um, you know, big bad right wingers, quote unquote, in my school. And, uh, it start, this the show started to grow a little bit. Uh, 2011, I know I'm kind of jumping forward from, like, 2009 to 2011, but but 2011 was really kind of when I decided, okay, um, you know, I want to become more serious about this. Um, Here's the other thing. Um, I wasn't really that much of a uh, political guy in terms of, like, I mean, obviously, yeah, that was an interest of mine academically, but also I'm a guy who has always liked pop culture and music and, you know, other things that were non-political too. I've always described myself as a pop culture critic who got stuck in the middle of a culture war uh, from an early age, right? So that's me. And uh, I wasn't really searching for anyone like that, but when I was, uh, like I said, in 2011, a family friend of uh, my mother's actually turned me on to Andrew Breitbart uh, back when Breitbart.com was just called Big Hollywood. Um, That's what it was called. Uh, Big Hollywood, there was big government government, there was, uh, big journalism, it, and that was it, and the, the website wasn't designed like it is now, um, it, you know, it was, it looked a lot more like the Drudge Report still does, but, uh, Andrew Breitbart wrote, like, a lot more about culture than just politics, too, so I started to follow him, uh, during that time, too, was also when I started to get into stand-up comedy, uh i and uh I mean that was when I dug into more of like uh i mean I knew I grew up watching Seinfeld, but I had never seen like any of Seinfeld skits um but that was like when I also discovered uh Bill Burr he was like big when I was in high school like or I guess starting to become big um I remember uh, Jim Gaffigan was big at the time. Not really that he's a, like a political guy, but I also remember my stepdad uh, introduced me to the uh, the comedic stylings of Dennis Miller, uh, and he had a radio show as well. I really, uh, his Dennis' old radio show was really good too, and I actually got to talk to, uh, him a few times later on, uh, when I would call into the show, uh, once I moved here and, uh, got into college, I would call in occasionally to that show, and I know I'm kind of roaming around the timelines, but anyway, so high school was also when I discovered comedy, and when I discovered Adam Carolla, uh, who was, who's kind of the pod father. um, Carolla is um is kind of like a conservative libertarian uh type I would say. Um and one of those like old school radio shock jocks, kinda of like Howard Stern. But I mean I, I've always liked Adam Carolla. So anyway, I started to listen to his podcast, The Adam Carolla Show. And um during this podcast was the first time I heard, uh, Andrew Breitbart speak, actually. So, um, I remember hearing this portion of uh, the Adam Crowley show with An- with Andrew Breitbart and really, uh, thinking, yeah, this guy, I this guy is my guy. I totally relate to him. So anyway, uh, I finally... This clip is old, but I dug it up on YouTube. I think I've played this before, but uh, anyway, uh, let's roll the tape. Here is an old school clip of Adam Carolla with uh, the late Andrew Breitbart uh, from back in 2010, I believe. Let's see. Uh, Okay, let's see okay
1: yeah here it is um yeah but here's here's the, the question because i you know i wonder about this as uh someone who's uh, labeled a right winger and a bigot a horrible hollywood uh, dad
2: you uh, yeah i, I heard uh, what you were talking about in the last segment that that I get a lot of that.
1: I get a lot of I I get a lot of that just because I have strong opinions on on things. Sometimes you do it as satirically. I think that would well. The the, the thing is, is they run. uh, Here's here's a couple things. You could say I'm for gay marriage. I'm for the legalization of marijuana. I'm for uh, a woman's right to choose, and uh, I want us to pull out of Afghanistan. And then you could go. But I don't think taxes should be raised. And they'd go, fucking righty. You're such a right winger. You and Chuck Heston should go polish your musket somewhere. And you're like, am Mm -hmm. I not allowed to have one opinion? One fucking opinion that differs from your super lefty agenda? I have one opinion, less government. And then maybe we share eight out of ten opinions. But I have one opinion about beefing up the border, and all of a sudden, me and Ronald Reagan are just uh, going on a hayride somewhere to hell. (laughs) And it's like, why am I not allowed to have one opinion that differs from you? And then what, why, if I had eight opinions that were on, covered you, but two that differed from you, then how can you call me a member of this group when I have more in common with the group that you're associated with? Here's what I'll
2: tell you about this. I, I really am not that political. I don't even care what my opinion is on gay marriage or on on abortion. I care about ending the, what, the, the tyranny that you see from the hard left. I really don't like the hard left. I don't mind my liberal Democrat neighbors, you know, who are JFK liberals. I hate the tyranny of the hard left. Uh, wherever you see the left in charge, Hugo Chavez is Venezuela, in Cuba, there isn't a First Amendment. There isn't free speech. And so think about this. During the, the anti-war campaign against George Bush, You heard dissent is patriotic, dissent is patriotic, dissent is patriotic. And then Joe Lieberman, who two years before that, three years before that, was the standard bearer of the Democratic Party, running as vice president. He disagrees on one thing. He says, no, I support George Bush on the war on terror. And the hard left extricated him and annihilated him and took away his reputation with the Dem- Democratic Party for disagreeing on one thing.
1: Right. I hate that. Well, g- let me ask this. I, I have this theory, which is, I don't think that the hard left hates Republicans. I think they just hate this country. I, re- I really do think they hate this country. And they talk, they, oh, they never say that. They do that thing where they go, we support the troops, we love the troops, but we don't support the cause. And right. by the way, saying, saying that like saying it's like saying I love the players but I hate the team. Right. <laughs> I wish they'd lose the game, but I love the players. Like, which is it? If you support the troops or you love the troops, then don't give me that bullshit. We get to have it both ways, where you get to be to be the patriot, love the troops, but you you don't like the cause. But whenever you really get into it with these people. Whether it be the, you know, whether, you know, I remember when Reagan called uh, the Soviet Union an evil empire and a lot of people on the left got their panties in a bunch. Hugo Chavez, any of these people. Uh, Castro. What? what? Are you big fans of these people? Really? Like, uh, are you really big fans of these super oppressive dictators? Are you really big fans of what goes on in the Middle East and how they treat their women over there? I thought you were all about humanitarian Mm. rights. I thought that, I thought the whole deal was you're about the individual and the rights. And all these fucking countries that you semi glorify and protect, they're horrible. And they're horrible to their people. You should be the tip of the spear when it comes to getting those guys out of office or doing whatever we need to do over there. So is it that you really love them or is it more that you hate us? And I suspect it's a self loathing thing. I know it is from a psychodynamic standpoint. Right. They have no, it's like all the people that were here that were, you know, communists or socialists back in the day, they didn't know for one goddamn hot second what it was like over there. And they wouldn't have lasted 10 seconds in a communist regime. There's no sane person or honest person that says, oh, no, I think communism is a better lifestyle and a better way of governing people. No, they hate this. It's not that they like that. They hate this, but they won't admit that they hate this.
2: Yeah, they're just not intellectually honest about it I when right. I meet when they're I angry at the man. I actually like leftists who will admit that they're Marxist Leninists and they exist and they say I want to take this country down at least they're honest about it I can be friends with them I can you know have beers with them what I don't like is how they get uh, you know the, the PR that they're peaceful you know and they're they're saying hey let's try and find common ground with Hugo Chavez and Ahmadinejad and let's meet together Think about how they treat Sarah Palin. Think about how they treat conservatives. They're hardly peaceful people when it comes to dealing with people in the United States. Think about how they treated the Mormon church. Think about how they treated that cashier at Al Coyote who gave $100. Um.
0: Okay, so you guys kind of, uh, you know, get the point with that. And, uh, you know, basically, I'm kind of the same way as both Bright Button, you know, uh, Corolla are. As far as, like, you know, gay marriage goes, uh, as far as the government is concerned, I really don't, you know, care about that. If you want to smoke, uh, you know, uh, pot, and marijuana, go for it. Uh, but, you know, ev- I I think everyone should uh, respect the uh, Constitution, respect the, uh, you know, First and especially Second Amendment. Um, I think you should take care of your kids if you have them and don't rely on, on the government. Uh, just be a good uh, citizen, uh, don't trust the federal government too much, and, uh, you know, just don't be a dick. That's, like, you know, pretty much my, uh, philosophy. So, uh... Anyway, so, that was, uh, you know, one, uh, part of, uh... You know, that was one key thing about Breitbart that I really admired. Um, It wasn't really until uh, about a week before, about a month before his uh, death, uh, when he made his now famous CPAC speech that I really even felt, um, you know, really convicted uh, to take action. It, 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 was, it was almost uh, biblical uh, how convicted I, I felt. And this is, what I'm about to play is the uh, end of uh, Breitbart's famous CPAC speech where he says, and I quote, I will stand behind whoever the presidential candidate is, otherwise we will uh, lose. So uh let me see if I can find that real quick. Um It's it's been a while, but uh oh here it is. Breitbart would have supported Trump and he would have. Uh clip number uh two.
2: the mainstream media refuses to tell you that these are the same shock troops that have been shocking us pointing their fingers at us trying to instigate riots with the police these people are the definition of un-american So you want a unity speech, you want a unity speech, I'll give you a unity speech. I don't care who our candidate is, and I haven't since the beginning of this. I haven't. Ask not what the candidate can do for you, ask what you can do for the candidate. And that's what the Tea Party is. We are there to confront them on behalf of our candidate. I will march behind whoever our candidate is, because if we don't, we lose. There are two paths. There are two paths. One is America, and the other one is Occupy. One is America, the other one is Occupy. And I don't care. Along the way, along the way, along the way, and I'm not a candidate, I'm never going to be a candidate, I'm just a goofball from Los Angeles who wears goofy shoes, promised people I would shave, didn't, promised people I'd take a shower, I got too caught up talking to everybody, and here I am, kind of a mess, but kind of excited to be here. Because over the last three years, I've realized that the Republican Party and the conservative movement is not what ABC and CBS puts on the screen. They try to portray you in the worst possible light. And when I walk through CPAC, where I travel to the United States to meet people in the Tea Party who care, black, white, gay and straight, anyone that's willing to stand next to me to fight the progressive left, I will be in that bunker. And if you're not in that bunker because you're not satisfied with this candidate, More than shame on you, you're on the other side.
0: And that is more and more true every single day. So, even though I wasn't old enough to vote in, uh, you know, 2012, I still, you know, supported Romney when I could. Um, Also, uh, about a month after Breitbart made that speech, he passed away. And I I never got the opportunity to meet Andrew Breitbart. I never got the opportunity to have him on uh, my podcast, The Whitfield Analysis, at the time. I genuinely wish that I had. Um, I knew people who had uh, interviewed him. Uh, I knew, I know people who worked with uh, Andrew Breitbart uh, at the time. My friend Dan Sandini, uh, who runs Daylight Disinfectant and that YouTube channel, uh, is a friend of mine, and he worked with. Uh, Andrew Breitbart, he's actually uh, in one of Breitbart's last films, uh, Occupy Unmasked. So, that's a great movie. If you guys uh, haven't seen that, it used to be on Netflix, as was Hating Breitbart, the uh, Andrew Breitbart documentary, but I recommend you check both of those out. So, um, after Breitbart's death, I was... I honestly was in a period of grief for a time because this was a man who I felt really spoke to me and spoke to the younger generation of uh, conservatives out there. And so, you know, I kind of like, you know, vowed in my own way to really start taking the show seriously and kind of continue Breitbart's legacy. I know that might seem kind of weird... But I mean I was seventeen and at at that time like the podcast wasn't becoming like real big yet. Um so um you know but I was determined to stick with the show and just kind of hack at it. Um Then I got the idea to uh reach out to Ben Shapiro um, later that year I, I saw him um, on CNN with Pierce Morgan and uh, this was after Sandhook when Ben Shapiro famously uh, you know ske- skewered, um Pierce Morgan on gun laws here in America back when uh, Ben was still based. Uh, somewhat... I miss based Ben Shapiro, by the way. Um, based Ben Shapiro would have voted for Donald Trump. Not sure what Daily Wire, uh, Ben Shapiro would have done, but I think based Ben Shapiro would have, uh, you know, supported Donald Trump. Um, anyway, um... So I remember reaching out to Ben, who was editor of Breitbart at the time, or one of the assistant editors after Breitbart uh, passed. I emailed him and told him I was a senior in high school and uh, that I wanted to uh, interview him. This was in October of 2012 and uh, wasn't expecting a response, um, but I got one and he agreed to it. And, uh, I hosted him and had him on my show. I was super nervous because he was, like, one of the first, uh, big, uh, you know, conservative personalities I had had. But he was, uh, he was... Well, for for those of you guys who keep asking, yes, he really does talk that fast. Um... He talks faster than I think, and so I don't know. Maybe he has a touch of like eighty uh, HD or uh, Aspergers or something. I I'm not sure. And I I know, you know, it could be part of that uh, you know Jewish intellectual thing too. But you know who who knows. In uh, regardless though, I actually got Ben Shapiro to laugh a few times in that interview because I mostly asked him about about Andrew and uh, you know, that was really why I wanted him on the show. And so we had a good conversation. Again, this was this is pre Daily Wire, Ben Shapiro. Um so yeah, I I had him I had him on my show Shady Day. I didn't I didn't have him for a room uh, Room wax. Unlike Owen, who uh, want, wanted that. Oh, and I'll, I'll get to Owen later on in the uh, in the program. But after I had uh, Ben on the show, um, another young conservative named uh, Jason Veely. Well, there was Jason Veely and Caden uh, Calgary. They were both up com- and coming YouTubers. Um, well, not well. Caden had done YouTube, and uh, Jason did podcasts, but they had just started like a their own like podcast network called Junior Factor Nation, and they wanted me as a uh, host on their podcast network, so I I agreed. So I joined their network, and we kind of built that up. Um, that was my senior year of high school and some of those shows were good some of them were kind of cringe uh, looking back but um, anyway we had that I moved from uh you know Colorado uh, I moved from Colorado to to uh, Florida and uh, you know, that was in 2013, I was still with, uh, JFN, and then we, uh, I can't remember remember why we, you know, disbanded the podcast group, but we did, and, uh, that was, like, in 2014, uh, in 2014, I started, uh, NGC Media with, uh, a few other friends, and that lasted for about a year before it also kind of went belly up. And uh, at that point, I decided to strike out solo, and uh, I was doing the podcast for a while. By, and so by 2015, that was when the 2016 election was coming up. Um, at first, I didn't really like support Trump from the get-go. I regrettably was like a Rubio Candidate uh, candidate supporter in the very early days. Oh, oh, what what was I thinking? Um, probably because I had just moved to Florida, and I I guess I thought that I should support my you know Florida guy. But whatever. Uh, I went to I went to cruise like I wasn't never Trump, but I I was still kind of in the mindset that Trump was too abrasive at the time. Um, and then, um, and then, you know, as Trump's campaign started, like, gaining more and more momentum, I was kind of like, you know what, I like the fact that Trump's a, a, uh, kind of like a troll and kind of a shit poster. This guy is hilarious. Um, so, I just, so I, uh, I wouldn't say jumped on the Trump train right away. Ultimately, what, Uh, caused me to jump on the Trump train, though, was the fact that a lot of, uh, you know, conservatives, quote-unquote, that um, I've been friends with, they went never Trump. I mean, just full-blown never Trump. And uh, I was kind of like, well, even if you don't like Trump, He's probably going to be the candidate, so I'm going to still I'm still going to back him. Uh, and so this was, you know, this was like the summer of 2016. I um, that that happened. And in May of 2016, I was actually in New York New York City. And just for uh, just for shits and grins, I uh, went into Trump Tower. And uh, I actually bought a Trump hat from Trump Tower and uh, officially, you know, endorsed Trump. And uh, one of the college blogs, one of the college Republican blogs I was writing for, uh, decided to go never Trump. I would later find out that they were getting financial uh, support or I think, I'm not sure if they were, I can't confirm if they were getting financial support from uh, some of the Never Trumpers, but like their their decision, I had heard whispers of it and their decision to basically can anyone who was like voting for Trump uh, from their writing staff, uh, you know, that was... They basically decided to, uh, you know, ask me. So basically, I took. um, So basically, I took like a lot of their audience, just that was, you know, like following their, uh, you know, blog, and also, um, I also formed a a group called American Watchmen with uh, some of the other writers who had left and uh that's Josh and uh Gabe who I've had on the podcast before and American Watchman is still uh it's still a thing but we've kind of been inactive for the last year so um anyway also Trump wins in uh 2016 uh so that was terrific 20 yeah I can't remember what I did in 2016, but that was when I, like, continued to kind of grow the podcast. Alright, so now we're getting to the stage where most of you guys know me now, okay? March of 2018. I, uh... At this point, I've been listening to uh, Joe Rogan's podcast for a couple years now. Probably since my senior year of high school. And I really like Rogan's uh, conversational style. And Joe Rogan has this guy uh, named Owen Benjamin on his uh, show. Who I've seen on Crowded before, but I haven't really... Uh, you know, I don't uh, really know that much about him, so... At the time, Owen was, uh, geez, I might even have to like pull up a YouTube clip of this because it is unbelievable how much different Owen was uh, back in his Joe Rogan days when he was on, uh, Rogan's podcast, um, eh, maybe I should, eh, I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up, but anyway, um, he's on, um, He's on Rogan's podcast, and at the time, he seems like a pretty, uh, you know, normal guy. Kind of like me, kind of a cultural libertarian. Um, I knew that he was a comedian, like, from Crowder. Um, had not Um... Uh, yeah, this, this mic stand is crap, um guys, but, um, yeah, uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's right, I, I can't play bent pixels, yeah, thanks, f- thanks for reminding it, Al Alcabayo. um, anyway, though, Owen seemed normal, uh, back then. And so I, I and I remember feeling bad because during that podcast, Kurt Metzger uh, talked over Owen the whole entire time. Um. So I found out about the Bears, um, and um. I, I had like tweeted something out to, uh, just like Twitter and said that I've discovered the Owen, you know, the Owen comedy guy on, uh, Rogan and I kind of liked him. And one of the bears reached out to me and invited me into the Discord. And, um, yeah. Uh, anyway, um,. Yeah, I'm not going to have Amy cut my hair. Um, yeah, no thanks. So when I got into uh, the Discord I, I was in, it was Canna's Discord, and uh, I met... I met everyone, but um, I particularly gravitated toward towards the group known as the, uh, as the Danger Zone, um, which was basically just a group of go- of guys and girls who were just, like, guys and gals who would stream all day for eight hours just talking at, like, whatever. Uh, so I started hanging out with, uh, the The artist now known as John Arcade, and he is an artist. Uh, probably not Jen was there. Zenit Ford was there. Um. Let's see, Gabe. I, I, I mean, we had so many people. Uh, Island would pop into our streams, and I mean, everyone. I I would pop in. Uh, John. Near I of uh Knee TV in the mor in the morning would pop in. That was another thing. Um of course Amethyst would be in there too. Um Oh, that's the other thing. Uh Near in the morning. What a great pro What a great program. Um Yeah, six at six. <laughs> oh, and Serio, C- C- too. How could I forget? How could I forget Cereo bought in there, too? Um, but yeah, the, the, so the Danger Zone streams were awesome. Uh, and then Owen's opener, Eric N- Nimmer, um, honestly, Was always weird. Like. Immediately when I joined the Discord. People who I didn't even know. Were already asking me to. uh, You know. uh, Donate to his special. And I had no idea who this guy was. I listened to uh, like a few of his. uh, Stand up clips. And the one joke that He had was that anyone remembers, and it's not even that funny, was, uh, I joined the military so that white people could thank me for my service. Um, I never thought that was funny, but to each his own. Um, and, um, but there, there seemed to be, like, a, a cult that was, like, surrounding around the, uh, around Eric Nimmer. Right? So I was in, like, a, I was in a, uh, DZ stream one time. And, uh, <laughs> Miri's in there. And, uh, he says that he's been trying to help Nimmer with his comedy. And so, I, I can't remember remember exactly how it went down, but long short, short, there was a roast battle that happened uh, between Nirai and uh, Nimmer. And Nimmer was the supposed like professional stand up comedian. And, um, we all thought that Neri was going to get his ass kicked in this roast battle, right? But Neri actually ended up, like, roasting Nimmer so bad. And you can see this in the Porcelain documentary, because we, there were some clips of it. How, like, that's the that's the one part of the movie where I actually make a cameo. Um... and um basically Neri obliterated uh Nimer so then um the uh the Nimer fan club like started accusing Neri of being a racist now, anyone who knows Neri uh, knows that even though Deary is like a is like an Italian white guy, he he's married to an actual African woman. Like not an African American, but an actual African. Um. So, so, you know the fact that these uh that these bears. These quote unquote conservatives were calling Nira a racist just for out roasting uh, Nimmer really did not sit well with me. Uh, and I found out later, I didn't know any of this had happened because this had happened before me, but evidently uh, Nimmer had had like a history of harassing uh women at owen's comedy shows which didn't you know sit well with me i can't remember exactly like what the exact what the ex- exact breaking moment was but we decided to leave oh yeah now i do rem- remember one of the events at least but um I remember that, like, Owen started to kind of, like, after he got banned from Twitter, uh. Owen got banned from Twitter for saying, uh, the N word too many times. Well, and that, and for, like, making a really a lewd joke about, uh, David Hogg's pubic hairs. Um, so Owen got kicked off Twitter, and that was when he really kind of started to lash out, and, uh, you know, you know, like, say that there were dissonant bears, and, uh, there was one incident in particular where, uh, I remember, where Owen made fun of a disabled comedian who also had uh, who has cerebral palsy like me, and this comedian by by the name of uh Joe Ural simply roasted uh Owen on his Facebook page or on his Instagram page and um. He was like, I, I can't even remember what uh, Ural's initial joke was, but it was something like about how uh, you know alt-right comedian Owen Benjamin got banned off of you know Twitter and then couldn't sell tickets to his you know own shows, and uh, basically Owen just made like a series of really bad wheelchair uh jokes that weren't even jokes they were more like downright insults not only that but he had but he had to crowdfund them from the uh from the bears who honestly at that point they were making some really really trashy um just downright disgusting remarks about disabled people in general and I'm not one to get uh you know, like insulted easily by you know wheelchair jokes. Like my friends roast on me all the time about about that. Um, but these were just like downright nasty, you know, comments. So at that point, we were, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, that's right, Joe, your old. Uh, Jones Town says, Joe Yurl said, Owen had to leave, uh, Swigo because he couldn't stop, uh, fucking slutes, Oh yeah, that's right. I, I do rem- remember that. So that hit a nerve. And, uh, Owen Rather, it was just a roast, but like I said, Owen took things, uh, you know, and rather than just roasting, downright and them. Um, so, we were pretty much out at that point. And um, also, because some of us were like trying to, you know, there was also this big infighting between the pro uh, NIMR camp and, you know, those of us who were not for NIMR and, um, so, we were out, um, also, Jonestown Bear, uh, Owen had called him, like, a, a, stalker, so, we basically, like, 20 or 30 of us decided to leave the Bears, and do our own thing and we basically left i think like in may of 18 i'm i'm doing all this from from memory this is what this is why i need a cork board of like all of the dates Um, and, uh, so we, um, so we left the Bears and did our own thing. I went back to like just doing political commentary, uh, at that point in eighteen uh to like doing a fall i had i had been focused on the uh you know on the Florida primaries so I'd been focused on that I had been focused on finishing up college uh at my local community college here and transferring to the university where i'm at now um I I graduate from the, uh, community college in December of 18, uh, Christmas happens, and then I think only, like, two, like, a day or two after Christmas was when the infamous, uh, dark side of the moon stream, ha- stream happens, and, uh, Jonestown and, uh, Gabe get doxed publicly by Owen and accused of sending poisonous gummy dicks that I guess Owen had, uh, received earlier in the summer that weren't poison. They were, uh, you know, they were like those prank gummy dicks that you can send to people, like, by one of those gag websites. But anyway, uh... John and Gabe were accused of, uh, like, trying to poison Owen's kids with no evidence whatsoever. And then the rest of us, who had also left the Bears, like, back in May, we were all put onto a literal, um, Twitter list, and all accused of a, uh of a conspiracy to harm Owen's family. Um, for me personally, uh, the Bears had tried to uh, report my podcast to uh, Apple Podcasts and get me deplatformed that way. Uh, some of them were like basically trying to shut my content down. Uh, some of them were like trying to find out where I lived on successfully and um I mean it, it got crazy they were basically acting like leftists uh Antifa so at that point um I was, I felt obligated to, uh, you know, clear mine, to help clear my name, not only that, and, but also to clear, to help clear Johnny's name and support him, which, uh, I think we've, uh, done. Oh yeah, B- oh yeah. Johnny also brings up Base Texan. Uh, Base Texan, Owens' assassin at the time. Uh, I rem- remember he tweeted something like really lewd at me, saying something like, uh, "You know, despite you being in a wheelchair, you could end up in prison for this, you know, treacherous conspiracy." And we all know what they do to, you know, cripples in prison. Something, like, really ominous and creepy like that. He deleted the tweet afterwards uh, before I could sc- uh, screen cap it. But it was... It was all really messed up. But at that point, Owen had gone, like... Owen and the Bears had gone full-blown left slash alt-right. Um, not only that, but... Um, Owen had started ranting about the moon, how he never went to the moon, which I could have cared less about. But then he started going all full-on anti-Semite and uh, hitting the Jews and going after them. Um, I... He went after ROTC Media, too. He went after, uh... Mersh and Nightwave Radio. Um... And just... Started, uh... Going off off the deep end. I mean, Owen is full alt-right. Um... And look, as a conservative libertarian, as a guy who wants uh, freedom and liberty, uh, I don't like the far left, the radical left. I don't like the far right. They're two sides of the same uh, shitty coin to me. It's uh identity politics, and uh, it's t- it's tyranny or the ideas of it. and I don't like that. Ironically, Owen was afraid of becoming alt right when I first uh, discovered him. I remember that was like one of the things. They would always talk about when we were there about how he was not an alt-rider. He was just a simple comedian. And then he started ranting about about the Jews and ranting about the blacks and ranting about minorities. Not even, like, funny, but just cringy and hateful. Like, and I'm not, you know, oh, hate speech, but just truly disgusting stuff. So, Owen, you lived long enough to see yourself become the villain. So, um, let's see. I want to play two things here. So, I want to play um, an old... Clip, my analysis of Owen Benjamin from March of this year. When he, uh, called out when he was, uh, when Owen was declaring violence on people. This was even before the Nick Fuentes thing. And, um... this one when, when he when he was first saying i want to decide who needs to live and who needs to die i shared this on uh davy Krakow's, uh stream last night but i want to play again because uh well i have a little bit to add to that now Probably not Jen. I <laughs> sent me sent me a box of trash last night. Why am I not surprised? Okay. Uh... All right. So here is, see here. so this is from the Whitfield Report uh, from March of this year. This is an excerpt where I warn uh, people of Owen's call to violence. Now he's gone full alt-right at this point. In my mind, at least. And, uh, he's also declaring actual violence against people. So, here's the excerpt. Again, this is from, this is me doing commentary on one of Owen's clips.
3: Open borders are, uh, are not happening in my chat. This is the last time I ever do open chat. I've been catching some of the people, and, uh... Not only do I not want an open chat, I don't want anyone ever coming into my country ever again. And I want to start weeding out the weak. So when people go, oh, my God, what are you scared of? I'm not scared of shit. I'm not scared to the point where I'm like, who needs to die? Scared? Oh, dude. All right, let's start talking about some shit. No more! Guys, I...
0: I... Okay, I'm not scared to the point where I'm like, who needs to die? Okay, this is beyond uh, hate speech, in air quotes. This is beyond, uh, you know, whatever grievance Jack might have with, uh, you know, Ben Shapiro over calling out transgender people. You guys on the left, you guys wanted a d. De- you guys wanted a, uh, you know, your crazy right winger, quote unquote, gone, berserk. <laughs> Owen, th- th- here's the thing. Owen, Owen's not even a conservative. He's a fucking leftist. Posing he's a wolf in sheep's clothing. But uh yeah, I, I mean I know that that expression is hilarious. But keep in mind, what let, let me just back this up again. Because this is uh this is some scary shit. Okay. Let's play this over again, shall we?
3: I wanna start Weeding out the weak. I don't want anyone ever coming into my country ever again. And I want to start weeding out the weak. So when people go, oh my God, what are you scared of? I'm not.
0: I want to start weeding out the weak Again, this is him going crazy. Or crazy year, I should say
3: to shit i'm not scared to the point where i'm like who needs to die scared oh
0: okay yeah not only that is his he can't stream because his video card is dying slash but all that aside who needs to die Owen is doing the shit that mass shooters do before they go and do a school shooting. Here's my manifesto. We need to get rid of the weak people. Uh, here's who needs to here's who need who needs to die. This is shooter manifesto bullshit right here. And I'm not saying he's going to be the one to do this. Who knows? Maybe nothing will come of this. I don't know. But the fact that that this is out there... Is fucking scary. Again. And again, this is a guy who has been on The Daily Wire. He's been on Steven Crowder's show. He's been on countless other uh, outlets. This is the guy that everyone needs to disavow and disavow quickly because he is now literally making calls to violence en masse. This is this is legitimately scary shit. This is this is shit that deserves to be taken off uh, YouTube this is I uh I mean I'm so livid I don't even know what to say. It gets better, though.
3: All right, let's start talking about some shit. No more. Guys, I'm never, ever doing open chat again. And I know some people are like, hey, thanks for open. No. Someone just called my wife a name. I can't kill the person. They're just a little. "Eh, eh, eh." No. Out, gone, never again. You guys are weeds.
0: So your first response to someone calling his wife his wife a name is I want to kill that person. Alright, so I'll post a I'll uh I'll post the link to this video in the uh chat. So it's me talking again now here present day for those of you guys listening in the uh, audio podcast and by the way that popping noise that you guys are uh, hearing is uh, I'm playing the audio like from my uh, I'm playing the system audio and so for some reason um, I have like a little window here that allows me to uh, see the chat in like my streaming application And whenever you guys type something, it makes that popping noise. That's all it is. Um, But anyway, here's the video to uh, my original video, warning of Owen Benjamin's call to violence. Notice back then in March he was threatening violence because someone allegedly called his wife a name. Just like, uh, you know, he's threatening violence now because I guess Nick Fuentes insulted you know, his wife, in Owen's mind. Uh, This person probably didn't even, like, threaten Amy or, uh, you know, call Amy a name either, but yet he's still flipping out about it. So, uh, you know, anyway, that's, uh, you know, the fact that the bears are dangerous just like, um, you know, that, and I mean, here's the thing, like I said, Owen might not do anything, but there there are bears out there who have said that they would be glad to die for Owen, you know, in Owen's chat. John Arcade has hundreds of videos docu- documenting um, that. So, um, you know, Owen is... so in uh, you know in summary I guess uh, you know one of the reasons why I caught I caught Owen so much is uh, because I find him frankly dangerous uh, to the conservative cause and it or not there are still some people who think that he is a conservative, he's not, Um, so um, he's gonna keep uh, being called out, right? That was one of the things that Breitbart talked a lot about, too, was, uh, you know, uh, not only keeping an eye on the left, but keeping an eye on uh, bad agents, who you know, made the right look bad. I, I think Owen is still a a, a leftist agent. Uh, honestly, my theory is, is that he was one of these uh, plants that got put in by the D.M. by the DNC to make uh, right wingers look bad, especially the Trump movement. Uh, I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. But um you know this will be the last uh stream on Owen I do for a while. But um and it's not even really about Owen, it's more like on on my background. Hey uh on tap, I I uh I'm glad you joined us. Um so welcome to the chat. Uh on tap, I think that's Jason, and uh, I, as I said, Jason is one of my old co's okay, back from the JFN days. So, um, so yeah, so aside from uh, you know politics and all of that, I also like to do uh, movie reviews. And, uh, whatnot. So, I also like to do lots of movie reviews. Now, I can't do movie reviews on YouTube at least the way I want to do them yet because uh, of copyright and whatnot. So, YouTube loves to, uh, you know, take down. Uh, commentary uh, videos. Uh, wh- whenever I, whenever I've tried to do a uh, movie review of some kind or TV, where I play clips, they always love to strike them. Which I mean, I get that. Obviously, yeah, there's the copyright thing, but it's fair use. Even with that, I can't seem to get around it. So that's why I have the audio podcast that you can subscribe to uh, down here. So, um, so, um, yeah, um, and those episodes, I do the, I do the movie review podcast on uh, Thursdays, it's not always a movie review, I I also review movies and, uh, or I guess TV shows, music, Basically, like, sometimes I'll do motivational stuff. Basically, whatever has popped into my, my head will, uh, be on the Thursday show. So, uh, subscribe on uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever else you get your podcasts and, uh, go over there. So, uh... Um, finally, um, maybe I should save this for Saturday's show. I was going to go, uh, and talk about, uh, Milo's leaked clip of Richard Spencer, but you know what? I'm thinking I'll save that, uh, for Saturday's show when I do a dive on... Trump in the 2016 election, in the uh, 2020 election, excuse me, uh, a bunch of stuff. And uh, also, uh, at some point later in the month, I'll be posting a survey uh, for those of you guys who watch and listen to the show regularly, asking for your feedback on the show uh, so far this year, what you would like, uh, you know, me to do more of next year and, you know, How you guys like the show overall. So, uh... Anyway. Uh... Thanks everyone for, uh... Tuning in. And, uh... Who knows? I mean... I'll... I might do... I might do another stream later, uh... Tonight. Uh... Although it's... It's, uh... 11.30... So I, I know that Johnny wanted to go on here and talk about uh, uh, Red Elvins too. So I might start another stream for that too because I have no idea what that's about. But anyway, uh, so this was my by autobi- kind of like my second autobiography stream, if you will. Um, and I'm sure I will do another one probably in the next, maybe I'll wait until I get to a thousand to wait for that. Um, so, anyway, folks, um, 07 to all of you in the chat, that's a salute for those of you who aren't aware of the lingo, and, uh, I will field some questions, and, uh, oh, yeah, also, I like to wear sport coats and blazers, too, so, that's why, um, That's why my shirt my shirt isn't off yet because I'm doing an official show so I have to stay somewhat dressed up so yeah I'll 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 do another stream with Johnny with Johnny and ooh the uh, ooh the uh, the mic just popped out this this stand really does suck but uh yeah so uh anyway. Uh, thanks everyone for tuning in, sorry about the mic crash there, and uh, I'll be back for the uh, after show, I have no idea what's going on with uh, Vince and the Red Elvin, oh, so this should be interesting, uh, so for those of you on YouTube, stay tuned, and for those of you uh, on the audio podcast, I'll see you guys on uh, Thursday, so yeah, I did a, I did a Gavin mic smash there. So, uh, but anyway, God bless and God freedom, I can see in that order, uh, ladies and gentlemen, God bless and good night. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry about that, sorry about that, Jason, and by the way, uh, I, people want me to have, like, a, like, a reunion stream of, like, all the old guests, That's going to be quite the coordination, so maybe we'll do a series on that in 2020. But uh, anyway, folks, good night and uh, God bless, and I'll see some of you guys for the after show. And, uh, oh, and thanks, uh, darn it, I'm not going to be able to get out of here because I just realized, too... That someone sent me a uh, super chat, uh, or I guess Streamlabs. So before we go, uh, I would like to do my uh, obligations as a host, and uh, let's see. I will. do the Streamlabs donations ro- real quick because I'm a professional. Uh, yeah, Gavin Mic Drops. So, and to uh, all the Gavin Discord members, uh, thank you for tuning in as well. I can't uh, quite, you know... Say, I can't quite name you guys on stream, but uh, anyway, Uh, thanks to uh, ClamDio who donated five dollars an hour ago. No message, Um, anyway, thanks. So, uh, and anyway, you guys can also donate if you like the show uh, streamlabs.com forward slash Whitfield report. And, uh, paypal.com forward slash Whitfield Report Pod. And, uh, with that, ladies and gentlemen, that is the news, and I am out of here, sort of. And, uh, alright folks, God bless. See you guys for the after show.